To many who live in the city and to many outsiders, Milwaukee has two faces, one of privilege and one of need. As of the last count, nearly 1,400 people in Milwaukee are experiencing homelessness, and one in three live in poverty. Milwaukee is also home to Marquette University, home to thousands of students who may have never experienced homelessness or poverty, and many of whom are from out of state. Each fall, Marquette opens its doors to Milwaukee's homeless population for Project Homeless Connect, a one-day, one-stop shop event which brings resources and services to those in Milwaukee who need them most. Not only does Marquette lend its Alumni Memorial Union as the location for the event, but volunteer students from Mardi Gras, the largest student organization at Marquette, help staff the event. I visited the Alumni Memorial Union to talk with Jerry Fisher, Associate Director of Campus Ministry at Marquette, and Maggie McDonald, Marquette's Senior and Community Outreach Coordinator for Mardi Gras. We talked about their involvement in Project Homeless Connect, including the moment from past years that they can't forget. Living Local, Telling the Stories That Connect Us, a United Way of Greater Milwaukee and Waukesha County podcast. So Maggie, let's start with you. Um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm actually from Seattle, Washington. I went to Jesuit High School there and Marquette's Jesuit School here. So heard about Marquette, came over here, visited, loved it, found the same kind of values as it had at my high school. The coolest thing about Jesuit schools is the value they put around service, I think. And so when I came here, that was kind of the first thing on my mind was I want to get involved with like-minded, service-oriented individuals, which I found were kind of all over Marquette. And so I kind of, I found Mardi Gras, and this was my very first Mardi Gras trip was with Project Homeless Connect and what we do here over fall break. So other than that, we've traveled down to New Orleans, New York, and then we're going to go to Houston this year as well. So... Um, Jerry, how about you? Why don't you give us a little bit of a uh, sense of your background? Well, I'm an old-timer. I've been in ministry since 1979 and at Marquette for the last 18 years. I started in 1999. So um, it's been a long journey. I became uh, focused on social justice and community out- outreach about 16 years ago. I run the largest service organization that is not a student org uh, (laughs) on campus. It's called Midnight Run, and we serve the needs of hungry and homeless. So I was very interested in Project Homeless Connect when it was was just being talked about. I was on the planning committee for the the plan to end homelessness in 10 years, um, and Project Homeless Connect was one of those pieces, so I, I became interested in it. And at that time, it was um, organized by the commu- Continuum of Care. And I had brought uh, one of the people from Continuum of Care to talk about what was going on. And, you know, it, the idea occurred that this would be a nice centrally located place to have it. But I didn't do anything about it the first year. I participated in the, the, on the, the planning team for Project Homeless Connect that first year. And it w- went to the West, Al- West Dallas, the State Fair Park there the Tommy Thompson Center, and it was fine, but getting folks there was not centrally located, and so getting people there was the big challenge. And the day the day it finished, that same day, I, I really was convicted that this needed to be more centrally located and Marquette would be a good place for it. And so I walked into the office of the, the administrator who runs this building at the AMU, and I said, 
I was just part of Project Homeless Connect, you know, down at West Dallas, and I said it needs to be here, and he bought into it, and so he was a great advocate for. You didn't have to do much convincing. I didn't have to do too much convincing. I mean, well, let's say the idea, the original idea, was not too 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 hard, but then all the logistics that go into it. That was the challenging part. How will it fit? Where would people go? How would it, you know, can we get the space? Because we use the whole building. Jerry, why and when did service become so important to you? I I would say community outreach and and relationship with community um, has been important to me. I I realized a long time ago um, that there was a, there's a homeless shelter, a daytime shelter called Repairs of the Breach. And at first, when I first heard of it, what the heck is that? But I've come to realize uh, that there really is a breach in terms of our community. And it became something that I really felt strongly as a part of what I wanted to do here and in my ministry is to help repair that breach, uh, to help bring people who may have not experienced poverty uh, and to expose them and help them to be aware of the realities the beautiful realities and the stark reality realities of of a multicultural community. So in Milwaukee, as of the data they collected at the last point in time survey, nearly fourteen hundred people are experiencing homelessness and nearly one in three people living in Milwaukee are living in poverty, with African Americans being disproportionately the majority of people affected by both of these issues. Mm-hmm. Now looking at Marquette I did a little research into the 2016 freshman class demographics, and it is a majority white campus. It's not an entirely white campus, but majority white. And just from personal experience growing, growing up in the Chicago suburbs, I know a lot of your students come from Illinois right. and are you know come from a, somewhat a position of privilege. Mm-hmm. So they don't necessarily have a connection to the city of Milwaukee. They don't necessarily and again, this isn't all of them, but have that that connection to being the same race, ethnicity, and may have never experienced homelessness, poverty, issues like that. How do you make that connection for students at Marquette that they should care and they are part of the solution? Well, I'll just tell you this. The program that I work with, Midnight Run, is almost 30 years old. And so it was started by students who were responding to what they saw right in our community here. They don't have to go very far. That program has been a great vehicle because we don't emphasize the service. We say the service is our excuse for being there. Our our goal is compassion and uh, accompaniment and understanding. We want to create advocates for social change. So we want them to go there, experience things, and start asking questions about why. Uh, life is this way for these folks. Because of that social justice focus that's right. kind of at the heart of Jesuit Absolutely. education. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So Maggie, I want to bring it back to you. Um, you've participated now in Project Homeless Connect for three years, is yes. that right, here at Marquette. How has your understanding of the issue of homelessness changed as a result of your participation? Yeah, so my <clears throat> when I first came to Project Homeless Connect, I thought it was going to be people only without a home because, you know, the name you kind of think oh, it's just people who are coming right off the street. But then I realized that Project Homeless Connect reaches so much further than that. It reaches people affected by poverty, which is such a large issue. And so that was kind of my biggest wake-up call. And that was sort of me looking at the situation saying, okay, not everybody who's here is sleeping at the bus stop or um, something like that. A lot of them maybe have a place to sleep, but or no, many of them don't as well, but... They might have a place to sleep, but they still need our help. And so that was something that was, 
eye-opening to me because you think even if they do have a home, you think, oh, well, they might not need my help, but that's just not the case because um, some people, you know, are living paycheck to paycheck or living a little bit behind paycheck and stuff, and they just, you know, are coming here for a haircut or something and many of the other uh, offerings that are at Project Homeless Connect. So Wow. So Marquette University is a Catholic and Jesuit institution. The mission of Jesuit universities in the U.S. is centered around service and social justice, with the goal of graduating students who will transform the world in which they live. Jerry, can you talk a little bit about how Marquette, kind of as a whole, approaches this mission? Well, you know, it, it really is experience and reflection. So it's not that we just do, do, do. We stop and say, what's going on? How do I feel about it? Where are my values around what I'm experiencing? How can I make some positive changes and then doing it again? Getting back into the situation and doing it again. I mean, that's that's the structure of how, how it all works. Um, you know, the, we do a great job of in-class education. We also do a great job of co-curricular education. Um, you know, one of the calls that... Uh, the, so there's the security... The, Secretary General of Jesuits, um, over the years, they, t- they kind of re-emphasize uh, this commitment to justice, and they want us to engage the nitty-gritty realities of the world and embrace them and learn from them and grow from them. So, um, you know, when I talked to first-year students, I said, I just need to let you know that, you know, we plan to manipulate you. I mean, transform you. <laughs> so get prepared to, um, you know, be different than uh, when you leave than when you came. Maggie, what's been your experience? I know that Marquette students have requirement for service. It sounds like you were coming into Marquette already with a commitment to service, but how has your um, commitment to service and, and your experiences, how has that changed your approach? Yeah, so in high school I had a great deal of experience with service, but coming to Marquette, you have you don't get, like in in high school there's people telling you, oh, go do this and go do that, and then you know, go think about it, all that stuff. But when you're in college, you have to seek out these opportunities yourself. And like Jerry said, it isn't just about doing, it's about reflecting on it as well. And then thinking, like, for example, during Project Homeless Connect, um, what I always think about afterward is how am I going to keep this going? How am I going to keep this relationship with my community alive and not start to waver from that because it is something that's very eye-opening and we start to realize the community that we live in in the ways that we are more similar than different. And so I think that's a really important judgment value is knowing that the common humanity of people and understanding that, yeah, we may come from different backgrounds, we may know different people, we may have different experiences, but we're all um, human beings, children of God. So, Does Milwaukee feel like your community? It does. I mean, being a senior now, I would say, you know, you come here as a freshman and, you know, freshman year is hard. It's it's hard to have anything but home feel like home. But I would say now as a senior, Marquette does feel like home, which is something I'm obviously going to be sad to leave. But I'm sure I'll come back and keep it as my home. Good. Well, I hope I hope your life brings you back to Milwaukee in some in some fashion. So coming back to Project Homeless Connect, both of you have been involved for multiple years. Can you each share kind of a moment, a transformative moment, or a moment that you kind of go back to that you maybe stuck with you a little bit? For a number of years, I was the first person that the guests talked to because I welcomed them up to the intake floor. And there was one woman, 
first of all, there's two things. One was is that I'd say, how you doing? And like so many of the, the people who came through would say, I'm blessed. And I thought that perspective is amazing, considering what their struggles are, that they're finding the good, you know, they're finding where God is for them in, in their experience. But there was this woman who came and she, I said, how are you doing? She said, my tooth aches just something awful. I'm hoping I can get something to happen. I said, well, there is, there are dental checks. I don't know that you can get anything taken care of now, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see what you can do. And then she went through process and I'm, I'm at the beginning. I was at the beginning of the process, and they don't have to come back. But she came back, and she said, thank you so much, as if I was in charge of everything. <laughs> um, you know, I saw somebody, and I'm going to get my tooth taken care of tomorrow. And she was so excited. And it was just a little story, but how little things can mean so much, especially if you're suffering. Yeah, kind of like, Jerry, there's so many different experiences you have and for me at least every project homes connect seems different because you walk with different people um and i think that's one of the coolest things about project homes connect is you do get to walk alongside someone who's going through these different stations and they're telling you their story and it's not it's more of a conversation it's not like so how did you get here or and they're not asking you that either it's more just how, like tell me about your mom and stuff like that so that's always really cool because you get to hear someone's story but I would say I will never forget the first person I ever walked with because by the end of it, we were both crying. <laughs> which was, really? And it was someone I had just met three hours ago. And it, we went to every single booth. because, And they were grinning so hard. And they were grabbing the pens off the tables and saying, like, oh, my daughter's going to love this and all these different things. And then the woman broke down crying, saying that she never thought of Marquette. She thought it was just like a wealthy community that – maybe would would have scoffed at a story like hers. And so when I heard that, I it kind of just like shook me to my core a little bit in the sense where it's like, wow, like I really feel horrible that you thought that because that's just not, I, I hope we don't perceive ourselves that way. And then she was like, no, I will never think of Marquette that way ever again. Marquette is a community that cares. And then she went further to say, and I'm going to tell people that, which was what I thought was like, wow. I'm glad that we, not only did we make an impact on her life, but she made a giant impact on my life as well. So. Wow. I think that that's another emphasis for why it's important for us to be extending ourselves at Marquette um, for this project. And that actually, Dr. Lovell has given the welcome uh, the last couple of years. He'll do it this year um, again. <clears throat> and I think that's really important that we open our doors to the community. Sometimes I think they, we do get the appearance of being that ivory tower that you know you can't attain um but there's so many people in, in this community at marquette who care very much about the city of milwaukee and the people in it so um this is a way for us to express that or share that maggie tell me a little bit more about mardi gras so i was i was kind of surprised to learn that mardi gras is actually an acronym yeah <laughs> so do you want to tell me tell us what's a, what it's an acronym so it for? stands for making a real difference in the gulf region and areas surrounding so we were actually started by a group of Loyola New Orleans students who were displaced after Hurricane Katrina. And then they went down there December after Hurricane Katrina in a van, in a, like a minivan with, I think there were eight of them that went on the very first trip. And they were, so Marquette was technically one of the first schools in there. And um, we've been going back for now, what, 12 years, four times a year. And, and what do you do? 
So we do all kinds of things. We have this, my favorite part is the community outreach. So we do keep relationships with the people that we help. So there is a woman named Miss Frozine and we help redo her floors and she, we, then we all go into her house every single trip and there's about 80 students on each trip. So that's a lot of people in one house and we all will sit on the floor and she'll just tell us her story on how she was on her roof for seven days during Hurricane Katrina and then she'll tell you her story about her grandkids or those that she loves and, um, you know, just get to know her a little bit more. We also have a man named Brunel and he opened the very first grocery store in the Lower Ninth Ward after Hurricane Katrina. So starting in hopes to eliminate that major food desert. And so we've helped him build that. We've helped um, many people come home. And that's kind of our biggest mission is making a house a home again. And so not just putting up walls, but going back and keeping that story alive so that they know that this isn't just four walls and a roof. This is a home, and that's just Do you have – it sounds like you have a lot of students who are really willing to do that. Yeah, it is. We do have to go through an application process, so um, we do have a wait list sometimes, wow. which it's awesome, but it's also like we really wish we could take everyone, but, um, you know, you just – there's not enough space in the places that we stay. We sleep on church floors, and um, so, yeah, I mean, we do have a lot of interest, but we always – are looking for new people and new faces and new people to meet here. So. so with planning to go to somewhere like Houston, where their disaster, the um, hurricane, just happened, mm-hmm. from a logistical standpoint, I mean, is there even, are you able to communicate with people down there right now? Is there, is there you know, a system set up where you are able to plan a trip to go down there for this Christmas. Yeah, so Marquette is, Marquette Mardi Gras is lucky enough to have built such strong relationships with the organizations that we work with in New Orleans. And so there is one organization called Youth Rebuilding New Orleans, and they were started after Hurricane Katrina in hopes that youth could get involved in the rebuilding process, since a lot of places after disaster happens, you have to be 18 to volunteer due to different hazards. And so Youth Rebuilding New Orleans started, and now they um, are a giant service organization there. And they, I reached out to them after hearing about Houston and said, hey, what can we do? How can we help? And so last week, actually, we had a really big fundraiser and raised about $1,700 to send to Youth Rebuilding New Orleans. And then they are taking their, like, top, you know, their top-tier um, workers to Houston in the coming weeks to kind of get their hands dirty there because New Orleans really isn't that far from Houston. Mm-hmm. It's pretty close um, driving-wise. And so we do have connections to Houston through Youth Rebuilding New Orleans and um, SVP, which is another organization we work with there. And so they're kind of finding us leads on housing and where we could stay. Obviously, we wouldn't be able to stay right in Houston, but our hope would be to stay about an hour away if possible. So is there anything new that maybe returners to Project Homeless Connect can expect this year? Or any new services that really have come on there? <laughs> <laughs> I know we've had a lot of very generous donations. Right. Well, that's the exciting thing. I mean, I think that, um, you know, Coles has donated coats. I don't even know how oh, many. It's like five, I think 500, it's like 500 coats. 500 mm-hmm. coats. Um, Jockey has been uh, donating underwear in the past and expect, hoping for a donation this year. And uh, just so many different uh, People have been uh, involved in, in supporting Project Homeless Care. It's really taken off in terms of people's awareness and generosity towards it. Uh, donations for sleeping bags for people who are on the street, all kinds of donations. So that's exciting. Yeah, wonderful. 
-hmm. Well, thank you both so much. I'm really looking forward to seeing both of you at the event on October 19th. So if anyone is listening, come volunteer. It may sound a little scary. I know I was a little scared and intimidated before my first time volunteering, but it's, it's really transformative. So thank you both. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. That was Jerry Fisher, Associate Director of Campus Ministry at Marquette, and Maggie McDonald, Marquette's Senior and Community Outreach Coordinator for Mardi Gras. Volunteer for Project Homeless Connect this year, happening on October 19th. Visit unitedwaygmwc.org and search Project Homeless Connect to sign up. Or follow the link in the blog accompanying this podcast. Living Local is produced by myself, Katie Kuhn, Melissa Hannon, Brian McCaig, and John Waldbauer. A special thank you to Ethan and Maeve McCaig for providing the music and voice talent for our introduction.